listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I am here today with Kiana, the co-founder of Kopari. Kopari is the San Diego-based beauty brand made with 100% coconut oil and only the safest ingredients. Their best-selling and beloved beauty line includes skincare, body, and most recently personal care products like deodorant and oil pullers. So this is really exciting for me today because I have sworn by Kopari for a long time. The coconut melt is just my jam. I have like the little baby size. I have the normal size. I love it for everything. So I'm really excited to chat with Kiana today. So welcome, Kiana. Thank you, Monica. What a warm welcome. It's nice to be here today and talking to you. Awesome. I'm so excited. So first, let's kick things off with a little this or that. So if you're ready for it, we'll just dive right in. Awesome. Let's do it. Are you an early riser or a night owl? I'm definitely an early riser. Have you always been an early riser? Oh, I don't I definitely for a while I've been an early riser. Okay. Um, I wake up at like around five in the morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> five in the morning, you're ready to go. But I do go to bed at about 7.30. So okay, that's key. <laughs> that's key. Uh, do you drink tea or coffee? Big coffee drinker. Are you a latte kind of girl or just... I'm a iced cold brew kind of girl. Nice. Okay. I like it strong. Yes. <laughs> uh, podcasts or books? podcast I'm definitely more of a listener Mm -hmm. yeah I am too I will start a thousand books and not finish them whereas podcasts I just like knock yeah yeah I'm like a multitasker so yeah I could be doing something I could be driving I could be listening I could be like doing eight other things and I'm like still like you know getting all the information whereas like I'm doing reading a book and I feel like I've read like you know, five pages and I'm like, what did I just read? <laughs> I know. It's just not the way my mind works. Yeah. And I literally will have to like go back through pages and like reread yeah. it because I was thinking about something else. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Uh, colorful wardrobe or neutral wardrobe? Colorful. Mimosa or Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary for sure. And then the last one is takeout or cooking? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> cooking, yeah. What's your go-to? Oh, uh, everyone asks me that. I actually went to a culinary school. Um, fun fact. <laughs> but go-to, I don't really have a go-to. I kind of cook everything. I love that. Maybe Italian. Italian. I like Italian. Okay, there you go. I grew up in Hawaii, so it's very Asian-influenced. Oh, nice. Okay, so let's start talking about Kopari, and let's take it back to when Kopari was just an idea. So where did this spark that you could take such a simple ingredient and make it this household cult following name? 
Yeah, so funny story. Um, I just finished culinary school and I attended like a natural food school. And when I went into the program, I knew I wanted to launch a consumer product, but I definitely thought it would be more on the long the lines of a food product just because I'm such a foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was reintroduced to coconut oil. I've, you know, lived in Hawaii. I've used coconut oil my whole life, but I was really reintroduced to it through cooking and learned, you know, all about the health benefits and properties of it at school and just about how it's not only good for ingesting and inside your body, but also about the benefits for it outside of your body. And I started working on a project, like a separate brand. It was just so complicated. And at the same time, I was using my coconut oil in the bathroom and taking it to the kitchen and back and forth. And there was a big boom and movement, you know, just coconut water and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I just kind of had like an aha moment. It was like, like just literally like clear as day. I'm like, this is it. And I started working on it just on my own. Like I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. Not because I thought anyone would take the idea, yeah. but because I wanted it to be something before I like, you know, just like talk to everyone about it. So the very first person I told about the idea was my current partner. And I was, you know, I went to him, he has a bunch of different brands and he's just a serial entrepreneur. Um, you know, I wanted his help because they, he has a juice brand called Sujin. They have really good packaging. So I kind of want him to point me in the right direction because the packaging person I hired wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, Oh, coconut oil. I don't know what that is. And he's like, just send me it. I'll look at it and I'll pass, pass it along. And that same week he went back to San Diego and his you know college friend and his wife came to his house with like a box of all these different coconut oil products. And they wanted to create a beauty line around coconut oil. Oh. And he was like, that's it. Like we're going to go over here. And you know, we all partnered with him. Like I swear, like a week. It was like, no way. I moved from New York back to San Diego and Kapari was born really quick. And we had about six products um, when we launched and that was two and a half years ago now. So it's really like blown up quickly and we're so lucky to be here where we are and have such a amazing brand that we can share with everybody. Yeah, totally. I think it's really interesting to always hear, you know, how much time went in between having this idea in the back of your head to actually like implementing and taking action. So do you feel like just going with it and moving as fast as it was going is probably the best thing that could have happened instead of being like, well, let me think about it a little bit more. Like yeah, I want to have I all these other I'm things. I'm like a doer. I'm like, yeah. if you want to do something, you just got to do it, you know? And you learn along the way and we've all learned so much. And that's like, honestly, what I value the most out of Kapari is just like how much I've learned and evolved myself as a person. And if I never like took those steps and just like, you know, put myself out there, I would, wouldn't be where I am today. And I don't think the brand would be where it is today. Cause I feel like a lot of people have these ideas and, you know, they end up just staying ideas. And I think it's important to like, you know, check yourself and make sure it's like a good idea or worth doing, or it's not like too much competition out in the market. But I think, you know, if it's something you really want to do, you got to just do it. Absolutely. And, you know, because you could, you can walk down the street and ask anyone and they probably have like, two grand ideas that they've thought of, but literally they will never take action on those. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what sets the entrepreneur apart from it's like that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, I feel like you got to have that and you need to have a little bit of fire under you. And uh, absolutely. You know, my one partner, James is just like a 
go getter and he gets, he knows something, he wants it. Like he just goes mm-hmm. for it. And I think that's really driven us to uh, move as quickly as we have, um, which I think is great. You know, we wouldn't, yeah. we've been in business for two and a half years. So it's crazy that, you know, we are where we are today in such a short period of time. And people tell me that all the time. And it's just like refreshing to see, you know? Yeah. So what can you attribute to that fast growth? I think it's, you know, right place, right time. I think the market was ready for it. I don't think there was really another product or brand around coconut oil. Um, I think coconut oil resonates with so many different people, so many different skin types, so many different benefits. It's like one ingredient. You can do so much with it. Uh, I think that has a huge, you know, part. And it also, like, it actually works, you know? And I think for me, when we started it, it was like, I can use coconut oil for everything under the sun. And it's actually better than any, you know, chemically related products out there. So that was really moving. And then our brand's fun. It's fresh. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it has that aspirational fun look to it. So it's not like crunchy granola, natural brand, you know? Right. Absolutely. So if we kind of narrow in on the coconut oil itself, what are some myths that people have regarding coconut oil that maybe, you know, they have this yeah, um, I, notion that may, might not be true. I think the biggest thing is like oil, you know, clogs or pores or oil. If you have oily skin, oil is not good for your skin. And I think this day and age, people are becoming more, you know, aware of that. I think back, you know, 10 plus years ago, you'd go to CVS and there'd be like whole oil free sections. And now, oh, yeah, you're right. More, you know, there's tons of oils that are coming out and, you know, especially in the natural world, like everybody's like touting oil and their benefits. I think coconut oil especially has so many great antibacterial, antimicrobial properties. So if you do have oil on your skin, it really helps to balance it and actually helps, you know, control your skin's sebum. So it won't make you more oily. It will kind of like help counterbalance that. So I think that's the biggest thing surrounding coconut oil but you know it's really refreshing to see like we have a coconut cleansing oil and I was in Nordstrom's the other day and I was talking to a girl and she was so hesitant and then she's like you know I'm just gonna try it mm-hmm. and like it's just refreshing to see her taking that step to you know doing something different and really seeing the benefits and how it works Absolutely. Because I think, at least from my experience, I, like you said, like I was used to like the cleansers that like basically just like strip everything away. And then I just hate that feeling of feeling like now my skin's like so tight and gross. I don't know. So, and that's because like those chemicals are probably just like stripping away. (laughs) And for me, like I love oil with water. So like whether it's like a body product and it's oil based, like I'll leave my skin damp and, you know, put the coconut melts or our balm on it. And it's just like amazing. Oh, I need lots of that moisture and also cuts down with like the oiliness, you know, that you're skin. Right. Yeah. Okay. Definitely going to try that. Yeah. When it comes to choosing a coconut oil, so there's, I mean, you could go to the grocery store and there's coconut oil, but tell us about high grade coconut oil and why like the, why Kapari, like it really does use the best ingredient when it comes to coconut oil. 
Yeah, so we like to say not all coconut is created equal. <laughs> it's like any food product, really. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many different types of like apples or bananas or like just simple stuff, you know, like there's different qualities and different, you know, types out there or like wine. It's like there's your $5 bottle of wine, there's your $100 bottle of wine and everything between that. So it just comes down to the overall quality. Like our coconut oil is so much creamier, it smells sweeter, the texture. Um, and it's all about how it's sourced and produced. And um, we source our coconut oil from small family farms in the Philippines. And the Philippines, I found, has the best quality coconut oil. But it's also the manufacturer process. Like they don't overheat it. Mm. They, they let it sun dry. They're it's just super um, thorough and then they ship it out, you know, expedite shipping. So it's just super fresh. Um, but also the Philippines has been practicing organic practices for centuries. So you don't find trace amounts of chemicals in the soil. Oh, um, interesting. So our coconut oil is better for beauty use. We actually strain it through activated charcoal and um, refining clays. So it's just as pure as you can get. Oh, that's amazing because there's no guarantees about that. If you just pick up some random bottle, you know, like, of coconut. yeah, and it's just like, anything. Like, it's also, you can just open up a jar of like regular virgin coconut oil and our virgin coconut oil. And you can see for yourself, like, yes, I did pretty, notice that pretty yeah. easy. Like I went, we were doing like this dare to compare and I went and bought like five random, you know, virgin coconut oils from whole foods and then compared it to ours. And like, you could, clearly see the difference in just about every one of them. Totally. It, was that a big part of your research and development process when you started to create the different, the six products that you started out with was like, you know, buying different things that have coconut oil in them and then seeing what you personally wanted for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a, it's a big process. I mean, it always is, you know, a big part of the process, Initially, our brand kind of was like, it was almost like, so just so different. We had a pure coconut oil. So I, for me, it was just sourcing the best coconut oil. Mm-hmm. We had a shimmering body oil that was like, it's actually 50% organic coconut oil and it's crushed, um, crushed, uh, or not, sorry, not crushed. It's a uh, mica, which is like natural minerals that give it a nice shimmer. Mm. And that one now there's like so many out there. There's like, and you just launched their shimmering body oil. Um, I mean, I, I see them all over the place, yeah. or whatnot, but we were like one of the only ones. So there wasn't much out there to like compare it to, you know? Yeah. And like you- a kind of bomb. So when we launched our products, they were like, pretty much strictly coconut oil. It was like 80% coconut oil, 50%, and like another product was 70%. Okay, awesome. So we kind of made our own. <laughs> yeah. And so when did you decide that it was time to expand into fo- focusing more on skincare? Um, for me, it was just kind of like a natural progression. Um, and we also launched online DTC, so we could kind of ask our network of what they wanted, which has been really valuable. But for me, you know, I was so inspired to create Kapari because at the time before we I launched it, there was like so many bloggers and media outlets talking about like the top 30 ways to use coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, you know, went off of that, like what is naturally lends itself to coconut oil. And 
for skincare, like coconut oil is so cleansing. So to do a face wash made sense and then just approving on the benefits of it and adding in other natural ingredients. Um, that really just made sense. So we launched skincare and um, it's done really well for us. So we're happy, happy with that. Yeah. And so when it comes to, you know, you were seeing influencers and magazines and publications talking about all the different ways to use um, coconut oil. So obviously it was top of mind that working with influencers was going to be key to growing Kapari. So what did that look like in the beginning working with influencers and how has that um, you know, really developed into the relationships that you have with influencers today? Yeah, I mean, it's so different because when we first launched, I mean, it's even like three years ago, it was like kind of more of a new thing. Now every brand's catching on and seeing like how, you know, helpful these influencers are. But, you know, the network was a lot smaller then and these bigger influencers are emerging. And of course we knew, you know, especially being a digital native brand that, we need to get, you know, our products out there through these influencers. And, you know, I think it's just how people shop and how people can connect and relate to brands and learn about them. I think, you know, hearing a recommendation from somebody you trust and who influences you is a huge, huge tool for us as brands. Um, and then finding the influencers that genuinely, like genuinely love the products mm-hmm. um, and really you know, making the connecting the, with them and making those relationships. Um, today, we use a lot of micro influencers because I found that their followers are more engaged and, you know, really receptive to them and the products that they love. So that's kind of been where we are currently sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the micro influencers. Like, there's been like such a huge shift in that area of focus, which makes sense. You and know. it's also nice because they, they're content creators too, you know, and they create great content and it's just like easy for us. And it comes down to kind of like, what are your goals? But for me, like the content's valuable in and of itself. Absolutely. What, as a brand, what are your quote unquote expectations when it comes to working with an influencer? Oh, it's hard. I mean, I feel like it's kind of evolves, but I think, you know, it's nice to see sales. It's nice to see engagement. Um, it's nice to have like an affiliate link so you can track who's performing because it is hard to tell. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's some that their followers just aren't engaged. So I think if you can track it, then, you know, you know, it's working. Um, but I think it, it does, you know, become harder and harder to track. Totally. Because so, I mean, you can see how, of course, how many likes someone gets or even like, you know, their, um, their ratio of likes to how many people are following them and get that conversion rate. But it is hard sometimes, unless there is a affiliate link sometimes to be able to say, okay, this is how many sales we've gotten out of this particular partnership. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, have you, run into anything where you're like, I I wonder how like this influencer industry is going to shift because, you know, now people can buy likes, they can buy followers, things like that. And that kind of skews any yeah. results that would go to a brand. 
I think it's already, you know, changing. And I think people yeah. are definitely catching on to this kind of new wave of like <laughs> sellout, if you will. Yeah. But then again, I feel like, you know, the influencer really has to resonate with you. And we've had yeah. a few bigger partnerships where the influencer has like north of a million followers. And we just didn't see it move the needle much, you know, as you like you would have thought it would have. And maybe it would have early on. Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so, I mean I feel like it's a little bit of the wild west this day and age you know totally you buy your followers and it's funny some people like have no idea but others a lot of people do so right well and I think I think this is like the reminder for any influencer listening that if you're just authentic in creating focusing on your audience really nurturing them keeping them engaged you don't have to have 80,000 followers, 100,000 followers in order to, you know, help a brand get the word out. Because if you're nurturing your audience, they're engaged and then they're going to trust yeah. you. To I think also just being like true, finding brands that are true to you or what you really like. I think yes. that's where you'll find the most value as far as like pushing it out. People can tell. Yeah. People and you can always reach out to brands. Like if I have my favorite know face moisturizer and I'm an influencer like I could reach out to them and you know talk about doing a partnership potentially or creating content or whatever that may be too what advice do you have some for someone who you know maybe they they don't have the biggest following but they ha they have an engaged audience but they still feel like they're waiting for that perfect moment to have x many followers before they reach out to you know, one of their favorite brands. I think if you can start creating and posting great content, you know, and just like your feed and everything looks good and you have good content, I think that could be valuable in and of itself. And I think the followers will come, but even if you kind of went to brands and you're like, I can be a content creator or I can, you know, here's what I can do. And, you know, I think that could be valuable too, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because it really shows a genuine interest because also I would imagine as a brand, you don't want to be receiving, you know, like these just like mass emails where someone just copy pasted it and sent it to a hundred brands and didn't even like, they don't even really care about the product, you know, yeah. whereas yeah. If you can show like your genuine love for that product and that just makes it easier for yeah. everyone. And, and I think it's really like a good aesthetic and it, you know, is, in sync with the brand you're reaching out to. Like for me as a brand, like I would love to find people that like, I love to find content creators because I think we have like, you know, a specific aesthetic. And if mm -hmm. some people could just be like, Oh, here's a bunch of content and then I'm an influencer and it matched and it was very much all us. Then I'd be like, awesome. Like that's a great starting place. Right. Absolutely. And instead of like someone who like, I mean, so like, like your vibe, you know, like it's beachy, it's fun. It's, you know, youthful. If someone was like, you know, stuck indoors all day, like, and everything's like black and white. Maybe it doesn't totally like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So like, again, like you're right. Like these are things to consider when reaching out to brands. I like that a lot. <laughs> So when it comes to, you know, getting your product out there now, you can get at Sephora. Just it's, I mean, it's blown up. I remember seeing it at Sephora a while back and being like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting that now I can just literally run to the store and buy it. But with that being said, what has been 
some really cool customer moments that you've had where like maybe they were hesitant to try um, using coconut oil and now it's like been a huge game changer for them? Um, I mean, we hear it constantly. Um, our customer service team and just our reviews, I think, speak for itself. I mean, we have a lot of reviews and feel like the majority of them are five stars on a lot of our products. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, people that are hesitant on coconut oil end up just falling in love with it and figure like, you know, you can use it to shave with, you can use it as a makeup remover, you can use it as a hair mask, you can use it as an all over body moisturizer. You can put it in your bath. I put it all over my baby. There's so many different uses. So like, I think something will resonate with you or you'll find like how you like to use it too, you know? Mm-hmm, totally. And what has been exciting for you about the launch of the deodorant and the oil pullers? Um, those are some of my most exciting launches. I think just, just deodorant, like there's so many, you know, toxins out there in traditional deodorants. So I think it's great to offer to customers a deodorant that you know, it's just clean and it doesn't suck. I mean, (laughs) natural deodorants just don't have that performance or you're like less stinky throughout the day or it, you know, makes you have a rash or, you know, it's chalky and ours just glides unclear. It smells amazing. It works. Um, So that's just like people have been going crazy over it and we can't even keep it in stock right now. Um, But yeah, I mean, to me, that's exciting. I think that's, no, and you're also like this wellness category is emerging and mm-hmm. people are becoming interested and retailers are becoming interested, you know, like Sephora is launching a whole wellness area mm-hmm. and products like deodorant and toothpaste and oil pulling and same with Nordstrom and Ulta. So I think people are looking for that. And I think, you know, to offer that within the store is huge too, because there's not much out there currently. Totally. totally. Products it's- that perform so well. Yeah, it's really cool to see the whole shift. I saw um, crystals and sage and Palo Santo on the Nordstrom website the other day, and I was like, all right, this, this yeah. is happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need some of that stuff. Um. Yeah, so, but it's awesome because it means, at the end of the day, it just means that everyone is really, like, as a collective, looking for the clean product, the the stuff that's actually good for them and makes them feel good and not crowding their body with nasty chemicals that used to be like our only option. And honestly, no one even thought about it. You just, yeah. you just bought the deodorant that someone gave to you when you were 12 and then you kept yeah. buying that every year since. Yeah. And I've been surprised too with how our oil pulling is resonated because people have been loving that. Um, and I think it's a little bit of different, like a different out of the box product and it's just yeah. like a step to your routine, but people have really been noticing, um, the benefits and just like, it almost becomes like meditative to do it. And I do it in the shower every morning. It's just like makes it easier mm-hmm. and your teeth just feel like incredible after and are just so much more clean and smooth and your breath's fresher and you know, it's just really nice to see. Totally. So for someone who's new to oil pulling, how would you break down, you know, the benefits of that? So wider teeth, you know, gorgeous gums, like fresher breath, it really is detoxifying and it helps extract kind of all the bad stuff out of your mouth and your mouth's kind of like the number one place in your body that's a breeding ground for bacteria. So swishing oil um, actually helps extract all that kind of bad stuff um, 
and then you spit it out. So I like to do it in the morning um, when I'm in the shower. And so you oil pull and it extracts all the stuff and then you brush your teeth. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's super like soothing in a sense, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When I saw that y'all launched that, I was like, Oh, I, I think I saw that anthropology. That's where I saw yeah. it the first time. And I was like, that makes total sense that they do that now. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course. Um, and so that's really cool just to see how, like, you as a brand really are being like, okay, now people are wanting to use coconut oil this way. So let's make sure that we have a solution for them within our brand because your customers trust you. They trust that, you know, if they're going to start oil pulling, they can go to you because they already trust you with, the coconut milk, for example. Yeah, of course. That's really cool. It also is so fitting for our brand too. And I think now yeah. looking at 2019, we also want to like talk about, you know, like the whole coconut so beneficial. So coconut water, coconut milk, and we use, you know, coconut shells for exfoliant, like just the whole coconut. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what it, what is exciting that's coming up for Kopari for anything that you can you can speak to right now? Um, well, I'm excited. We have some holiday offerings, um, but you guys just kind of have to stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> and then next year, we are definitely have a whole bunch of new and exciting launches. So Amazing. Very exciting. <laughs> it's, it's so cool to see how one niche item, like literally one product, can just become so many other things. I think it's yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had had some lip lip colors. Like we launched a color kit, and our lip glossy is like phenomenal. It's one mm-hmm. of our best sellers. Um, but it's just like a clear lip glossy, and people go crazy for it. So we'll launch some fun colors and different things like that, and sell them individually. So amazing. I'll rest you on that one, but uh, <laughs> yes, everything else we will we will stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So I love to wrap these up with two lifestyle questions. So the first one is, what does your morning routine look like? Morning routine. I have a nine-month-old baby so that makes for an early start um I would love I try to work out when I can um that's like not definitely not every day um but I kind of wake up and I get the baby the baby gets up and I feed her and I'm like again as we mentioned earlier I'm such a coffee drinker so I plug her and we go get coffee um and I'm in the midst of remodeling my house so I kind of run over to that Mm -hmm in the morning these days. And then I start emailing and my nanny comes and I head to work, eat breakfast. There you go. Busy morning. Busy morning. And then what is your favorite lifestyle hack? Favorite lifestyle hack. I think it's just about like having, you know, a well-balanced lifestyle. I feel like I see so many people um, and they're just kind of extremists and things that they do, whether it's like what they eat or working out or, you know, they're hard on themselves or different things. So I think it's just being balanced in life and, you know, finding what works for you. But at the end of the day, what makes you the most happy mm-hmm. and, you know, balancing everything out. Um, I think that's important. Is that something that you now kind of have down pat or is it something that you have to check in with yourself every day? Like, okay. 
I feel like I'm pretty balanced as a person, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm balanced. I think it's important to just set time for yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, also focus on yourself. And I think that's hard and that kind of escapes me sometimes because I'm always so busy. Right. Um, but I think it's important also to kind of take that time for yourself and whether it's working out or just like sitting and meditating or thinking or, you know, things like that. I think it can be really helpful. Absolutely. Even if it's just a little, a few minutes a day, a few minutes here and there, like that will, it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to be better at that, but yeah, I think that's something that we all, we all can do better, especially when, you know, we love what we do because that's fun, you know? And sometimes it's like, okay, but you know, the quiet moments are just as important. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. So where can everyone find Kopari and where can they find more about you? Yeah. So you can always go to our website, kaparibeauty.com. Um, you'll find all of our products there. We also have different, you know, fun collabs and assortments. Um, you could read our in a nutshell page and learn more about me. Um, and then we're also sold at Ulta, Sephora, Nordstrom's, Anthropology, Free People, Revolve.com, and, you know, a bunch of kind of resort stores as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Of course. Thank you so much. It was nice to be here, and I look forward to connecting another time. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.